what is good? Welcome to Spirit Bill Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. What is good? Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Spirit-Filled Real Talk podcast. Today, we are going to talk about getting unstuck. Are you excited? (laughs) I don't know many humans that like to actually be stuck. Although, strangely enough, many stay there. But the great news, the good news that I have for you today is that stuck is a state, but it doesn't have to be your home. It doesn't have to be a place. It doesn't have to even be a state that you spend a whole lot of time in. You don't have to be stuck. However, it is absolutely human to get stuck. But we're gonna talk about some things that you can practice today in your life when you really just sense and discern that stuck, the spirit of stuck is coming on you, which is usually a build of a lot of other things. So it's not just a spirit in and of itself. So let's talk about this first. We are told in Romans 8, 5 this, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on things of the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit set their minds on things of the spirit. So just a little self-check right now, where a majority of the time, I'd say consistently, do you set your mind? Follow-up question to that, do you set your mind? Do you call yourself out when you're drifting before you even get to stuck? That would be something that I'm thinking about. And if you want to live according to the spirit, are you making space to pursue that in your life? Okay. Romans 8, 5. That's Romans 8, 5. In Philippians 4, 8, we're told this. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, Whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, right? (laughs) So if you've ever asked the question, I don't know what to focus on. Well, here's a whole list of things. Truth, honor, justice, purity, loveliness. Whatever is commendable, just another self-check here. Make this real and practical and personal for you. What are you focusing on? Is it these things? Is this what you're practicing? Is this what you're focusing on? And then lastly, I'm going to pull from Proverbs 2, verse 2. Making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding Yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. 
So here's a strategy. Make your ear attentive to wisdom and incline your heart to understanding. Meaning, incline your heart, position yourself to receive wisdom, to grow in understanding, to set your focus, to renew your mind, to develop your spirit, right? So these are all verses that I pulled just for today when it comes to our focus and where we're setting our minds. Because what I see often and what I've lived (laughs) is that there is a tendency to think about problems mean that something has gone wrong, that we're supposed to be in this world, but not have problems. And there's a, a great mentor of mine that I've read many books on. And he says that the only person that doesn't have problems is underground, right? Only people that are dead do not have problems. So problems are actually a sign of life. And this particular mentor believes that problems are a gift, okay? So his legacy has preceded him for sure. But think about that. Do you look at your problems as gifts? (laughs) Do you look at your problems as a sign of life, as a sign that maybe you're actually on the right track. Maybe this is an opportunity to learn something, to grow in the wisdom and understanding that was just highlighted in that proverb, right? So a lot of times we we start thinking that, oh no, something is wrong. Why is this happening to me? We go into stinking thinking. You've probably heard that. And then because we have a habit of going there and thinking like that, then we live literally we have an emotional home. We live in the same motions every day. So we live in a lot of negative energy and then we act out of that space. Now you can imagine if that is happening for you, if you have a problem and you're freaking out and you feel some kind of way and you're anxious and you're overwhelmed and you're stressed out and then you show up in the world, what does that human look like? (laughs) And if that constantly is a habit or a pattern, how does that person continue to show up in the world? What is their quality of life? right? It seems obvious when you're on the outside, but when you're in the inside living it, it's a little bit more complex. So I just want to invite us in the very beginning of this to to think about problems in a new light. What if it wasn't a bad thing? What if this was actually presented to me for my soul development, to develop my soul, right? Because think about this in your own life. When you grow, is it because you wanted to? Right? Like the first rule in personal development and leadership really is that you do what you don't want to do, right? Because you know that it's for the betterment of your soul, the betterment of yourself, right? And therefore those around you ultimately, right? So you're not always going to feel like it is the point here. But think about that. How do you view problems? Do you actually see it as a gift? Because without a problem, would you renew your mind? Would you lean in? Would you pursue knowledge and understanding? Would you actually get still and take a look at what's going on in your soul? What's going on in your thought life? What's going on in your emotional life? What's going on in your heart, right? What's going on in your relationships? What's going on in these different areas of your life? If you didn't have a problem, would you grow? Would you grow? Would you invest in your development if you didn't have problems? It's likely the answer is no here. So I just want to encourage you to think about problems differently because when we think about problems as gifts or opportunities to learn something, we usually do. Because here is a golden nugget. 
when we see problems as gifts or opportunities, not punishment, <laughs> or something has gone wrong, then we look for meaning differently. Then we open our heart, we open our mind, we, we pursue a solution. We open ourselves to creative possibilities that we were initially closed off to when we actually believe that it's on purpose and that it's working for our good and it's happening for us. It's a totally different approach to life. And then you can imagine somebody that actually believes that shows up with a different quality of life because the quality of our life is actually in our emotions. And I'll break that down in a second. So they have a different quality of life, which also gives them fuel and energy to show up in their life as a completely different human than somebody that thinks a problem is punishment and something has gone wrong and something must be wrong with me and a whole slew of other scenarios, right? Okay, so with that, I just wanna dive into emotions for a second because like I said, there's a center of gravity emotionally that you can come back to on a regular basis. And this could be in your relationships, it could be in your career, it could be with your kids, it could be with your business, it could even be with yourself, really. So for example, you could make a billion dollars, but if the primary emotion that you feel all day long is frustration, boredom, or fear, your life will also be one of frustration, boredom, and being fearful. Okay, the emotions we live in day to day control the quality of our life more than anything else. And here's the kicker. We can choose what we're going to feel. A lot of us don't think that that's true, but we can choose what we're going to feel and the quality of life that we are going to create for ourselves. We do get to choose that. We don't get to choose always what happens to us or the problems that may be presented. Some people are really good at calling those challenges, but we all have problems, <laughs> right? And we can't always control that, but we can choose the quality of our life regardless. And we can be determined about that. So strangely enough, there are over 4,000 words to express emotion in the English language. So some of these are positive, empowering emotions, and others are negative, disempowering emotions. And you can tell when you feel them, right? And I'm a word nerd, so this is a really big deal. The challenge is that most people experience fewer than a dozens of, fewer than a dozen of these emotions in any given week. So listen to that. There are over 4,000 words to express emotion in the English language alone, okay? Yes, some positive, some negative, some empowering, some disempowering. However, most people experience fewer than 12 of these emotions in any given week. So what does that tell you? <laughs> we live in an emotional home. We return back to the feeling that we're most comfortable with, even if it's not good, even if ultimately we don't wanna be there, we habitually live there and then we're upset that we live there, but we don't do anything about it. So by training ourselves to feel the emotions we want to feel until they become automatic, we can expand and transform our emotional repertoire, right? Beyond 12, beyond a dozen, and into emotions that actually empower us. So a couple of examples to make this real and practical for you. When it comes to emotions, here's the thing. We get what we look for. We get what we look for, but what we look for with earnest or earnestly, okay? So somebody might say, 
I, I want, I just want to be happy. Okay. But what are you looking for with earnest? What are you earnestly looking for? I bet you <laughs> just going to take a gander here, right? My gut is telling me that somebody that says that I just want to be happy is not focused on happiness, but this person is focusing on everything that makes him or her unhappy consistently earnestly. And that is the quality of this person's life because where your focus goes, your energy flows. You put energy in motion, emotion, according to your focus. So whatever you're focusing on, you start to feel some kind of way about it. But that's neither here nor there. Not good, bad, right, or wrong. All that is needed right here from thought to emotion is your awareness. When you are aware that, oh yeah, you know what? Okay, I can feel this, I can acknowledge it, but what I'm going to do, I'm going to choose to do X, Y, or Z. I don't have to live here because that's actually not the quality of life that I'm after. So I'm going to shift this. You have the power to do that actually and choose what you're going to focus on. You can feel something and acknowledge it and that can be real, but then you can still choose to discipline and train your focus. Okay, so for example, an exercise that you can do to make this real for you is on a sheet of paper on one side, list out the five emotions that you consistently live in. The five emotions that you consistently live in. Again, don't label them. Just dump out what you experience from Sunday to Sunday. What are the consistent emotions that you experience every day? Where do you find yourself habitually returning to? What are you frequently feeling? How does that cause you to show up and behave? How would you describe the quality of your life? Because success without fulfillment is the ultimate failure. So why not be fulfilled in advance? I'm just saying. Okay, so on one sheet of paper, you're writing down five emotions that you experience consistently throughout the week. Now, on the other side, write down in five emotions the quality of life that you want to experience, that you will choose to experience because you can become these, okay? This is the power of I am, all right? So on the right side of the piece of paper, what are the quality of emotions that you do want to live in, that you do want to experience, that you do want to look for, that you do want to focus on, that you do want to be and become consistently, all right? Once you do that, then you'll have a picture, a visual here about where you consistently go and this should probably highlight to you why you might be stuck. And then on the right side, where you're drawn to and where you actually want to go. And see if those are similar. So for example, in the case of somebody that's like, I just want to be happy, right? It's likely <laughs> that on the left side of this type of person's chart, there might be frustration and anger and sadness and fear, and anxiety. And this person is returning to those emotions over and over and over again. And what might that be causing him or her to do? To procrastinate, to murmur and complain, to 
tell all of these stories about how life is never going to work and how it's going to be a struggle and it's always going to be hard and it's going to look like this or whatever it might be, right? But it's nothing that is going to shift this person into action or help him or her actually have and enjoy their life in abundance to the full until it overflows. That ain't the path, right? Now, if this same person were to actually see on a sheet of paper, oh, you know what? I actually do. I want to have joy on here because the joy of the Lord is our strength. I want to have peace on here because I know when I'm in peace and when I'm in contentment, I can just see things clearly. I want to have love on here because I actually want to have high quality love in my life. But that ain't going to happen if that's not who I become. So that's definitely going to go on the list. I want to have boldness on here, right? I'm not going to be naive to the fact that I'm going to have moments where I don't feel bold and I actually feel fear, but that's why I have boldness on here because I can choose to like step into my authority and my power because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I might also put on here fun. Maybe I want to be in a space of fun, right? I want to feel free, maybe freedom, freedom. Okay. So imagine this person, if they live in joy, peace, freedom, boldness, right? And passion. Let's say passion. Can you imagine how one level of this human, because it's a level, one dimension of this human can show up some kind of way. And then this other dimension of the human can show up too. Which one feels more energizing and more empowering? Which one is providing fuel that will actually lead into high quality action? Because we can be busy and we can do, do, do and achieve, achieve, achieve. But what is that all for? Because remember, success without fulfillment is the ultimate failure. And what's driving that? Is it even what you value? Is it even what you care about? What fuels you? What inspires you? What you're on this earth to do? Might be worth, might be worth looking at, okay? Fuel of choice. Fuel of choice. That's what I want to call that exercise for the sake of just right now, okay? This is so, so powerful when you can, again, recognize this starts with our focus. I can choose what I'm going to focus on, okay? And I can see problems, which usually are the things that that really weigh down our focus or get us distracted. Problems don't have to get us distracted. They can actually call forth our greatness, depending on how we look at it. So I can choose my focus and I can also choose my emotion. And it's important that I choose my emotion because emotion is my fuel and it leads to the quality of my life, okay? So rather than be stuck in a state that is heavy and awful and unhappy, full of sadness and loneliness and frustration, I can shift my state by deciding how I'm going to show up and by deciding what I want to feel and by declaring that over my life, right? By stepping into that, by becoming that. How do I become that? By practicing that every day, by meditating on a verse day and night, right? By, by really getting that into my being and training myself to be it, to believe it, to speak it, to know it, to show up like it, right? That's training. That doesn't happen just randomly or by default, right? It's something we program ourselves to do or remember really, right? Because if our identity is a child of God, 
right? Full of authority, full of power, full of boldness, full of strength, full of love, full of light, full of life. If that's literally my DNA, then it's in me and I can choose what I activate. So, so powerful. I hope this is freeing somebody up today. (laughs) This is good news, okay? So you can decide what you want to live from. You get to decide what the quality of your life is no matter what is happening around you, okay? And think about that too. Somebody that chooses the quality of life, their quality of life, no matter what, how will their life unfold? Will they actually enjoy their life? Will it be fun to wake up to their life? Would it be fun and enjoyable to be the main character of that life? What would the encounters be like? What would the relationships be like? Who might this a person, who might this person interact with and have relationships with and make connections with? How would they show up to the work that they do? What would they focus on? Right? A lot of times we don't create space to actually think about this. But when we get clear, miracles happen because often a miracle is just a shift in perception. Okay, so I want to just give you some examples here to make this, again, more simple and practical. When we get in our head, we're dead. We overcomplicate things. So to make this real in your heart, this is something you've just got to be still and journal this out. That's why I gave you that exercise. But here are some examples of ways we get stuck. We get stuck in expectations. We get stuck in ideals that are usually formed from childhood and the way we think things should be. And we also get stuck in rules and the way we want things to go or we think that they have to go or it should look like X, Y, or Z and when it doesn't, I'm gonna be upset, right? We get stuck there, okay? But you can get unstuck for that example by appreciating. Trade your expectations for appreciation and watch what happens. You can decide to be grateful for what you do have versus getting upset that you don't have everything you think you should have, right? You can recognize that, oh yeah, these rules and the way that I think it's supposed to be or it should be, quote unquote, that's just conditioning in my brain, right? I actually can free myself and I can choose a different way to show up right now that is a high quality emotion. Does that make sense? Another example of getting stuck could be you're all in your head versus in your heart. You're overthinking. I call it future tripping when we're tripping about the future, usually projecting the future in a negative way. That's awful, right? Without vision, we perish. Even worse, if we have a really crappy vision about the future, one that scares us, is that going to make you want to be pulled towards it? Absolutely not. So we get stuck in our head in overthinking and fear and doubt and insecurity and all the things, right? But here's what you can do. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path, right? So we can trust in God because our heart knows the answer. All of the answers are already inside of us. If we just get still, be still and know, right? So instead of overthinking, I can be like, whoop, yep, my mind is going cray right now. The mind, the unrenewed mind is a wild animal. But what I can do is be like, okay, that is crazy. I'm going to take that thought captive. I'm going to trust God and I'm going to renew this right now. That's deliberately 
doing that. That's intentionally doing that because I value my energy. I value my quality of life and I'm going to decide who I'm going to become. I'm going to choose that. I'm going to choose how I get to live in this moment, right? Because this is the life I have. Nothing else is promised. This is the life I have now and I'm going to choose how I show up to it. Another way we might get stuck, stuck in what's missing versus what you do have. This one is so, so common, right? And what you can do, what I call this to shift out of that is emotional flooding, okay? So it's essentially stacking everything that's positive. So instead of flooding your mind and your experience of your reality with everything that's missing, flood it with everything good, everything that you're grateful for. Just keep thinking about everything they're good for and keep stacking all of the positive until you actually feel a shift in your body. All right. And it's actually that's an example of training. That's like weightlifting for your soul. And your soul is made up of your mind, your will. <laughs> so you train your will to be strong by actually activating it and using it to practice self-control, to practice patience, to practice meekness and all the other fruit of the spirit. All right. Another way we get stuck, we get stuck on focusing what we can't control versus what we can. So something you can do to get unstuck here is shift your focus to three important things you can control and stick to it. So for example, I can control my focus. I can control how I'm going to show up, starting with my mood, my attitude, the energy that I put in motion. Somebody could be irritating me. Right? Like, let's say that you're at a restaurant and somebody is being really rude and disrespectful. That could be irritating, but I don't have to let that shift my being and I don't have to become somebody that is lesser than who I know I want to be. Right? Or I could have a stack of experiences happen that are overwhelming and stressful, but I can take a pause and be like, you know what? This is an opportunity to pause, to breathe, to put my trust back in God and to take control of what I'm thinking about, what I'm feeling, what I'm focusing on, asking for help. There's things that I can control and that's what I'm going to focus on versus what I can't control. The serenity prayer is everything, (laughs) right? So, so helpful in times when you need it most. I'll just do two more because we can go on for this for a while here, but I hope this is helpful. We can really get stuck in self and selfishness and ego And I call ego edging God out versus others. So for example, what we can do in this case to get unstuck is realize the truth, right? Nothing to do with whoever is outside of you, but it's all me, my past conditioning. And I can change anything that I've been conditioned to do. I can change that. And that's 100% my responsibility. So instead of focusing on myself all the time, I can serve, I can get out of the way, I can choose to be what I don't feel like I'm receiving. So if I want somebody to be loving towards me, I can choose to be love. I am love. I am loving. I can choose to do that. And that's how I'll actually receive it as well. Right? So getting outside of yourself is really, really important. Get out of the way. When we focus on ourselves, particularly when we're focusing on ourselves without God in our awareness or in our perspective, if we're not looking at things from God's perspective, we can really get stuck. And then lastly, another way that we get stuck is seeking to be understood before we understand other people. 
And it's the reverse, right? If we see first to understand other people versus seeking to be understood, we actually open ourselves up to what's happening, right? And a lot of times we don't even understand ourselves. <laughs> so write down maybe in this case what you want somebody to understand and then turn around and write your prescription. So when we're wanting people to do this for us or understand us and we're trying to really seek to be understood, write down what you want other people to understand and give that to yourself. That's your medicine. That's your prescription for how you're now going to show up. Be the change you wish to see in the world. So there's so many ways that we can get ourselves stuck. It's not that hard to do. And we actually get stuck really fast because we live in this world in this day and age going at 100 miles an hour. We are rushing through life. We are not renewing our minds. We are not even thinking about the quality of our life. We're constantly evaluating people around us, what they're doing, what they should be doing, and we're not focusing on our own business. And we're going super fast from one place to the next place. And we're thinking about this, and then we get a phone call, and then we're over here, and then we're over here. So we're not actually restoring ourselves or renewing ourselves, refreshing our soul at all, right? And if we're going at a mile a minute, Picture a car, picture a race car, okay? Those things go super fast, all right? Now, if a race car going at its speed, right, if somebody is driving that race car, what they tell you if you spin out of control is to focus on where you want to go, not where you're going, okay? So if a car is flying out of control and it's about to slam into a wall, you don't focus at the wall because 100% you will absolutely hit the wall head on. But if you focus on where you want to go, you can spin the car in the direction that you want to go and miss the wall. Okay, our focus is very similar. We go so, so fast and we keep focusing on what we don't want and what do we get more of? We stack and stack and stack everything that we don't want and then we wonder why we're stuck. We wonder why we don't feel good, all right? So sometimes a simple solution is to slow down, to simplify things, to breathe, to take a look at this emotional exercise that I just gave you, this emotional fuel, your choice of fuel. You can choose the quality of your life. You can choose who you become and how you show up in this precious life that you've been given, which is absolutely a gift. I like to say too, God has given us this gift of life and our gift in return is how we live it. That's our gift back to God, how we live our life, how we show up, what we embody, what we focus on, what we speak, the ripple that we make in this world. That is our gift back to the creator, right? So today, my encouragement to you, friend, is to think about how you view problems. What if they were a gift? Then consider the quality of your life. Maybe, just maybe, you're not enjoying your life and you're not happy because you're not asking yourself, why am I so happy right now? <laughs> right? Sometimes when we ask that question, why am I so happy right now? That's often not what somebody is asking. They're asking, why am I so unhappy? Why am I miserable? Why isn't this working? Maybe change your question. Why am I so happy? Why is God so awesome? Train yourself to really develop the quality of life that you actually want, not what you don't want. 
Our mind, the mind is trained to look at what not, what's not working. That's human, but you don't have to live that way. We're told we can transform and we do so by the renewing of our mind. So that is something you can choose to do, choose to pursue, right? And get really good at so you can have a high quality of life. High quality of life is high energy. It's passion. It's vibrance. It's life. (laughs) It's joy. It's overflow. It's beautiful, right? And you can have that. That's not just a personality. That's something that you can choose and you can train yourself to be. All right. So think about that. Problems, emotions, what you're focusing on and how you want to choose to move forward, how you want to choose to show up in your life, who you're going to choose to be and to become and get really good at being so you absolutely can become that consistently no matter what. Now, that's not saying that there's not going to be some really challenging things that come up, but you don't have to give them more airtime, as I like to say, than they deserve. You can see, yep, this is a problem and I'm going to focus on how now to move forward what I'm going to do, why I'm going to do that, right? And trust that God is going to provide information for how that's all going to unfold. These are choices. This is the work. But it really requires you looking within, being still, being really prayerful and intentional, checking out what you're prioritizing, what you're pursuing, and being responsible, 100% responsible for the quality of your life. If you couldn't blame anybody, if you couldn't point fingers, not at people, not at circumstances, but you took 100% responsibility of your life, how might your life be different? Whew, man. What a word. What a word. I hope this message blessed you. If it did, would you bless a girl right back? subscribe to this podcast. I subscribe to podcasts that I really love listening to because sometimes I need those notifications. I need to be reminded, right? We get busy. I need to be reminded that there's a new episode and usually I I get the notification right when I need to hear it and go listen. So subscribe to the podcast. That's a great way to get notifications anytime a new episode becomes available. It also helps share the love and make sure that this podcast can get seen and shared and spread to the people that need to hear it most. So go ahead and do that. Thank you, thank you, thank you in advance. And then to connect and to get some coaching I would love to help support you on your journey. I believe coaching is a necessity. It's not optional. We all need coaching and coaching is simply helping you move forward. That's what it is. So if you would love to find out if coaching is the right fit for you, make sure that you go check out julianapage.com for coaching and also for books and other resources and tools that I have over there for you. All right, guys, until next time, stay blessed.